Okay. Hi. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Miriam Smith, the host for Empowering You Nurses. And I'm just so excited today that I have a special young guest today with us. She's none other than someone special. I'll let her talk about herself a little from now. But we are celebrating Black History Month. And we know that we have our pioneers like Martin Luther Jr. We have Rosa Parks. We have Malcolm X. We have so many others, including Bob Marley, Marcus Garvey, and we could go on and on. But today we're just gonna highlight a few of our young, our present contributors um, to society and to the world at large. And so it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you a young entrepreneur. And I'm just gonna give her the opportunity to say something about herself. Why? Because as nurses, we in the hospital setting and different arenas, health arenas, we encounter different individuals from diverse backgrounds. And so today with their occupation, where they're from, their customs and their cultures. But today, as we celebrate Black History Month, I'm just highlighting Joanna Smith, Miss Joanna Smith. There's some relation, but I'll tell you later. Joanna Smith, welcome, welcome to the Empower New Nurses show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me on the show, Dr. Smith. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Joanna Smith. I am thrilled, excited, and committed to ensuring that students are uh, exposed to science, tech, engineering, and mathematics. Um, and I am also a geotechnical engineer, which means that I help to design foundations and do subsurface investigations for all type of structures on land and also in water. Okay. I know um, there was a time just maybe about three years ago or two years, um, I remember you working on one of the bridges in New York City. Can you tell us a little about that? Because not very often we have women working on bridges, not in my area. What's, let's hear about that. Sure, so um, as a geotechnical engineer, um, I was leading the Hans Point Improvement Project out in the South Bronx uh, to conduct a rehabilitation project uh, to ensure that we are changing the direction and flow of traffic um, that would often go throughout neighborhoods um, in the South Bronx and literally creating an overpass over the Amtrak and the CSX transit lines um, into the Hunts Point area in order to ensure that the traffic was lessened and also that the diesel emission fuels were also lessened in the neighborhoods and the communities of the South Bronx area. So Hunts Point is the location where um, food and produce for that comes into New York City um, is the hub for that specific location. And um, food and produce comes in by rail, uh, by water, 
and also by transit. Uh, so this is a pretty big project, a $1.8 billion project for infrastructure um, here. It was in the Bronx area, and it was great to be able to use my degree uh, to uh, facilitate change in that way. Thanks for sharing that, because it's known that in the Bronx, there's so much emission, you know, you're, the 95 passes through the Bronx, and so the emission that many um, individuals in the in the Bronx suffer from asthma or some allergic reaction. So that's a great um, help there to sort of help to reduce the amount of emission that goes through the Bronx. Right? That you see, we all interact, we we all interrelate, and we all contribute to society in different ways. In other words, the health of the nation. So uh, you are a uh, I've seen here on your platform, you have math, math and mathematics, you have math and skating, you have negotiation and math. So as a young geotech, tell us a little about that. Tell us something about that because there are young people all around and their parents, their nurses, their young nurses, their seasoned nurses, nurses who have their grandparents and they want to know something. I've seen a little girl there. Tell us about your music, your math and your skating. How do all of those um, work together. Sure. So as a geotechnical engineer, um, we deal with the foundation of everything, right? And so here, uh, it is no different. Uh, we at Daily Smith STEM, which I'm the founder of, um, are really dealing with the foundations um, of universal languages that um, are able to transcend uh, the work and future work and also life skills. So the music and math um, pillar um, is one that incorporates um, the mathematical aspects of music. And so students are able to code music using Python um, with a program called TunePad originating at uh, Northwestern University. Um, they're also able to create uh, robots using Legos. And they're also able to code that um, with a program as well in order to give the robot lifelike capacities and capabilities. Um, and then the math and skating portion is another pillar um, that we also work on and with students, where students are actually able to understand uh, major physics concepts by literally putting um, roller skates together and understanding the anatomy of it and dissecting that as well as understanding the mechanical structure of their bodies. You see that over there says hands-on approach to mechanics. Students literally design their own skates and go from there. And then we have the negotiation and mathematics aspect where students um, are able to speak about their value to themselves and um, also the value they offer others, um, affirming themselves and also speaking to how they negotiate and what financial literacy looks like for them now and also in the future. Excellent, excellent. I must say to you, congratulations for getting young minds to start thinking so objectively and um, futuristic. Because I, I remember attending one of your classes and some little children were there, including one of the little girls, she said she wanted to be a nurse. And she was able to talk about what she really wanted to do. I think she wanted to, do, to be a pediatric nurse. And she talked about, I mean, as you had different um, 
contributors coming in and discussing money management and coding. It's, I mean, I'm an adult, a baby boomer, and coding for me is something recent, but these children are learning from, what's the age group? What age group do you have? Ages four to 15. Wow. And those four-year-olds, they're participating in the coding and getting it right. So can you imagine, I can imagine, I mean, my audience right here now, can you imagine your children, your grandchildren learning coding from now? They have a path. They know what they want to be in the future and they sort of start going in that path. So that's excellent. Thank you for the great work you have been doing to help educate our young people, help them to pilot and help them to um, sort of pick up on what they really, what they want to be in the future, you know, and 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 really focus in those areas. Now, I want you to tell, tell the audience a little about your background in terms of you've become an engineer. You certainly didn't become a nurse, even if your mom wanted you to. But um, just think about it. What really happened? You went to two outstanding universities. And I know that other young people want to hear that, that you have attended such schools and have been have come back and contribute and be contributing to society in different ways. Can you tell us about those schools and what your experiences were like? Sure. Uh, I went to Morgan State University, which is a historically black college and university. Uh, it was really a great experience for me uh, to be able to connect with other students that were also excelling in um, engineering, whether that was electrical, civil, mechanical, uh, structural. Um, and it was just really great to see teachers of color with two doctorates and also who were really um, excited and diligent in ensuring that students were um, excelling uh, in engineering. Uh, and then I had a dream school uh, that was down the street from Morgan, actually didn't know it was in the same vicinity, uh, Johns Hopkins University. It was always a school that I wanted to attend or university rather. And um, I did go there to complete my master's in geotechnical engineering. Um, and that was also um, a very interesting experience. Um, and it definitely taught me how to work harder than I've ever worked before. <laughs> All right, thanks for sharing that. Now, from your experience, I know you're a, a very adventurous person. And it can be frightening sometimes. And if you could just project your voice some more for me and just let us know, tell me some of the experiences that you have had as a as a as a geotech person. I know you have gone in the sea and have picked up stones or earth or soil or whatever. Tell us a little about that for those who don't have any idea what that really entails. Sure. So as a geotechnical engineer, um, we study the soil um, after going to collect samples that can range up to 150 feet below the ground surface in order to ensure um, that the loading or the capacity of the structure that we're going to um, put up or design will be able to be held in place. Um, 
over time with only um, like a half an inch of settlement um, for the time span and, you know, of the structure. So um, that's a little bit about what we do. We do that for soils, um, which could be either clay or sand. And then we also do that uh, same type of process using either a drill rig or um, if that would be in the water, which would be off um, offshore, which would be like a jack-up rig or oil rig or some type of rig um, wherein we would be able to actually um, do a soil sample um, in, t in the water. Um, so a rig that would already have um, a rig on the boat or some type of structure that will go into the water. Uh, so that's a little bit about what we do. Then we test the soil um, and that's usually uh, tested out by a subcontractor and then we'll get the results back. And after we get the results, we will look at the recompression index, um, which for the civil engineering terms is tell us um, the, el the elasticity of the soil and um, based on so things that we call like the pore water pressure, how much water is actually in the soil, um, the unit weight of the soil, um, and a few other things that we'll put in the equation, uh, that would be able to give us um, the type of the properties of the soil. And then from there, we will be able to determine um, what type of foundation um, is needed in order to ensure that we are able to keep the bearing capacity at a factor of safety of say two or three, um, depending on the structure and the details within the building code for that actual structure. So I hope that gave some insight as to what geotechnical engineering looks like. Um, Thank you. Basis. Thank you for that. How do you feel? That's more for the engineer individuals, right? Giving us all an idea of what it's really like. How do you feel when you're driving on the bridge that you have worked on? For example, have you ever climbed on the Br Brooklyn Bridge? Uh, yes, I have um, rode across the Brooklyn Bridge. I have not necessarily worked on the Brooklyn Bridge per se. Um, but when I am driving across uh, the structure for Hunts Point that I have worked on, it definitely is a rewarding feeling because I do remember having to go out early in the morning and speak to different um, stakeholders and move things around so that we could actually do the work that we need to get done. And so it's really great to see um, the progress uh, over the duration of time and see it really happening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know you have friends who are nurses, young nurses too. I'll give you a minute and a half. How is that? Just to say what your nurse, as, as far as you interact with your nurse, what is it like for you? And when, when you hear them talk? Um, it is interesting uh, to hear them talk. A lot of my nursing friends are in supervisory positions, so they are overseeing a facility. Um, sometimes they have to be on the floor. Um, 
you know, still taking down data uh, for each patient. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Um, not really a field that I envy uh, as of right now, um, but it definitely is um, great to hear about the different uh, stakeholders and what's required to be successful in the nursing field, especially post-COVID. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. So at this time, I'm going to say thank you for coming on. And I know that you have a you have a, a STEM program. And if you just want to give a shout about how they can contact you. At the same time, I want to give a shout to some, some of your classmates who have been contributing to society in this time. And Dr. Kriker Henderson in, in the cyber security. I just want to give a shout from Morgan State. He got his doctorate. I was at his graduation. I'm excited about that. And um, Eamon Doe, who deals with transportation. So young people who are contributing in our time to society and including Joanna Smith, my daughter um, in engineering. And she also has a STEM program. Just in two minutes or so, can you just tell us about your STEM program? Sure. So our STEM program helps expose students to science, tech, engineering, and mathematics through roller skating and math, music and math, and negotiation and mathematics. Um, our program is unconventional and very hands-on and allows students to not only be able to think and do calculations, but also to do the work um, and create um, and innovate new structures um, and new contraptions based on uh, what has been given to them and how they are able to innovate and think outside the box. So our program um, typically runs in the summertime. We do a summer STEM camp um, that is often two to six weeks, depending on where we are uh, in New York City. We will be here as well in the summer. Um, and then we'll also be um, in other locations. And you can always look at the website daily, that's D-A-L-E-Y Smith inc.com uh, we also um, run a program in the fall depending on the interest of our clients so um, we come to you and we implement these um, three pillars and when students are finished they're able to understand how heavy physics works as well as um, coding and um, numbers and finance so it's really an exciting and unique program. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and come and share on this platform, Empowering New Nurses Show. I'm Dr. Miriam Smith, and I can be contacted on YouTube at Miriam Amanda Smith on, on Instagram, that is Podcast Mayor. Of course, I am on Apple and Spotify, Facebook, TikTok. Thank you so much for coming on. And my young nurses, there's another young person who you can um, interact with and get more information on how we all interrelate and how we all contribute to the health of society. Thanks for coming on. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you.